Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And I began to pray in tongues. I prayed just about as hard and fast with groanings as I could pray for 45 minutes in other tongues. Well, I prayed enough in the Spirit to know that I was interceding for someone who is lost. But on this particular night, at the end of that time of prayer, I had a note of victory, and I encourage folks, when you're praying in the Spirit, that's with tongues, well, you just keep on praying that way until you have a note of victory. What do you mean a note of victory? Well, either laugh in the Spirit or sing a song, or a song. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're going to continue the inspiring messages on faith from Kenneth E. Hagan in his series entitled, Faith Classics. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. I was conducting a revival meeting in the First Assembly of God in Phoenix, Arizona, the latter part of the month of November 1953 and the first part of the of December. I was staying in the home. There are some friends who asked the pastor if they might uh, keep me in the home, and so uh, he agreed if it was all right with me, and so I stayed in their home. And after this Friday night service, they had uh, invited their children to come in for a little time of fellowship and time of refreshment. And so on this particular Friday night, just about the time they were ready to serve the refreshments, 
I had an urge by the Spirit of God to pray. It just seemed like a, an unduly prompting more so than usual. I said to our host, they were all full gospel people, and I said to him, I, I have to pray. I must pray. And I've got to pray now. Well, he said, let's just all pray then. And so they just stopped whatever they were doing, and we went to prayer. Well, my knees hadn't hardly touched the floor, actually, till I was in the Spirit. Do you know what it means to be in the Spirit? Well, John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and uh, he tells us what he saw, as is recorded there in the book of Revelation. Paul said, you remember, in Acts, the 18th chapter, the ninth verse, that uh, the Lord spake to Paul in the night by a vision, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. Then again, the word of God said in Acts 23rd chapter, the 11th verse, that the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Then in Acts 22nd chapter, the 17th and 18th verse, it says, And it came to pass, Paul is speaking, he said, And it came to pass, when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance. And I saw him saying unto me, Make haste, and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. And so if they had experiences like that in the early church, well, we have the same Holy Ghost. We ought to expect a few experiences at least now in the church. Praise God. And I know I began to pray with tongues by the time my knees had touched the floor. I, I was in the Spirit, or we could also say in a trance. That doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing or you're unconscious, but it means that your physical senses are more or less suspended. At the moment, I didn't know where I was. I, would, I didn't know I was in Phoenix, Arizona, or even kneeling there. It just seemed to me like I knelt down in a white cloud. And I began to pray in tongues. I prayed just about as hard and fast with groanings as I could pray for 45 minutes in other tongues. Well, I prayed enough in the Spirit to know that I was interceding for someone who is lost. But on this particular night, at the end of that time of prayer, I had a note of victory, and I encourage folks when you're praying in the Spirit, that's with tongues, well, you just keep on praying that way until you have a note of victory. What do you mean a note of victory? Well, either laugh in the spirit or sing a song, or a song. Praise God. That means then whatever it is you're praying about, you've got the answer. And so I, I had a vision then. I saw our service on Sunday night, and between five and 600 people present. Now this is Friday night, seeing God was just giving me a preview of the service on the coming Sunday night. I saw myself preach, in that vision, and after I'd preached when I finished my sermon and was given the altar call, I saw myself sort of put one elbow on the pulpit and lean over the pulpit and point to a man who was seated on the second row of seats from the front in the center section. And I said to him, My friend, the Lord shows me that you are past 70 years of age and that you are not a Christian and that you do not believe that there is a hell that you have been raised to believe that there is no hell. But God told me to tell you that you've got one foot in hell now and the other slipping in. 
And in the vision, I saw him come out from between the seats and come and kneel in the altar and gloriously say. Now afterwards, after it was all over, the folks present knew that I had seen something. They asked me about it, so I told them. And so uh, on Sunday night then, when we came to church, I came in through a side door about the time they used to turn the service to me. And I looked immediately to that spot, and there sat my man. I'd never seen him before in my life. But I had described how he was dressed, and brother and sister Fisher and their sons-in-law and daughters uh, said they already had him spotted. He was there just like I saw him, dressed just like I said he'd be dressed. And I preached my sermon, and when I finished my sermon, I leaned over the pulpit and did exactly what I saw myself do in the vision, and the man came and was saved. You know, he said to Brother Shores, that this, this preacher pointed to me, he said, you know, that preacher told me that I was past 70, I'm 72, he told me that I wasn't a Christian. He told me that I'd been raised by parents and been raised to believe that there was not a hell. He said, my parents were universalists, and they taught me there was no hell. And he said, they, he told me that I had God told him to tell me I had one foot in hell and the other was slipping in. I knew what he meant because he said, I've had a serious heart condition. And the doctors had said that I may just die at any minute, and one time they thought I was dead. And he said, you know, this is the first time I've ever been inside of a church building in my lifetime. <laughs> now, you see, friends, no one knew to pray for that man. Not a person of that church knew him. He had come there five months before and bought a motel there in Phoenix. But some folks traveling from back in the eastern part of the United States had stayed in his motel, witnessed to him, and came out to the service Sunday night, and he said, almost drug him out there. And he got saved. Well, the Holy Ghost knew he was coming, and we had him already prayed up and through and over. Praise God before he got there. Hallelujah. That's the joy and the benefit of praying in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, what I started to tell you was this. After that vision, after that vision, and I wanted to go ahead and explain to you that it came to pass just as I saw it, and just as I told these witnesses, they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight people I told, and they all saw it come to pass. And then the Lord Jesus himself appeared to me. And he began to talk to me about my ministry. He began to talk to me about some things, nationally speaking, even concerning our own government that came to pass the very next year. And then he talked to me about some financial matters concerning my own life that came to pass just like he said they would. And then he said to me, my son, he said, be faithful and fulfill thy ministry for the time is short. Well, somebody said it must not be very short. That was 10 years ago. You have to remember that time with God and time with men are two different things entirely. And so I said to him, dear Lord Jesus, before you go, may I ask you a question, please? And he said, you may. Oh, I've thought of a thousand things since then but it, that I might ask him, but at a time like that, you just don't think of it. And I said, Dear Lord, I have two sermons that I preach concerning the woman with the issue of blood, as is recorded in Mark 5, who touched your clothes when you were on the earth and was healed. And every time I preach those sermons, I receive both of them by inspiration, not by study. I believe in studying the Word of God said to study. Uh, but uh, I, I was driving my car down the highway, going to church singing in tongues. When I got one of the sermons, I pulled over behind, beside the road and, and wrote down the sermon outline. 
And then I was preaching that sermon down in the state of Alabama and had already read the text of the scripture and, and, and had begun my sermon. And I, I, I looked out at my Bible and suddenly, I've never had it to happen before or since, but suddenly one of those verses of scripture stood up on the page. It looked like it's about three times bigger print than the rest of it. It just stood up there and I saw something I never saw before, so I took off on that sermon. <laughs> Amen. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the DVD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled Manifestations of the Glory of God. The next items are the CDs from the 2019 camp meeting. All four of the Hagen family have a CD in this offer. All of these items are for the special price of $26.95. That's $8 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Craig Hagen and Denise Hagen Birds. Coming up in just a week, you guys are going to have an exciting thing here on campus. Tell us about it. Yes, the Kindle the Flame Women's Conference. It is coming up in just one week, September 26th through the 28th. So you can rekindle it. If, if, rekindle your hunger for God. Exactly. During this week. That's a great way to do it. Just get back on fire for God. We've got lots of guest speakers coming. Patsy Caminetti, Brenda Thomas, so many more. And it's going to be just a really great time. So you can go to rhema.org and register today for that. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his series, Faith Classics.